When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Ebs, you have not stopped smiling since you came on here, so i got to ask you something. This trade to New York, how has it been for you? From just watching out here, and we don't get you as much as we'd like the games, but has it kind of recharged you? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just, it's fun playing um, meaningful games. How about that? I think this is one of the tighter knit groups that I've been a part of since I've started playing hockey. So um, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. And uh, I'm just ringing the bell because it's Monday. We don't have any breaking news. We're coming in hot into the hour that we uh, call number two. And we call this segment the second half kickoff. On the way, Joe Lazito, Long Island great, the host of the Coliseum Chronicles podcast where he chronicles the history of the New York Islanders, particularly with the fighters. And he said several, he's had several of my very good uh, friends on there, by the way. So I'm looking forward to chatting with Joe Lazito about that. As we sit here today, here's what you've missed The CFL Board of Governors supposedly voted an hour ago on whether to play this year or not. And I appreciate everybody, by the way, coming together to try and cover this together. Like Zach Nelson in Calgary, he's watching and wrote in and said, "Ah, Terry Jones, the Hall of Fame reporter in Edmonton, just said we're not going to have an announcement until supper time Eastern. And And he goes, this league, trying to remain positive here. Um, what I'm positive about is they're driving their fans insane. And three down, three dunk. There's an article there right now that says CFL franchises have been told to proceed like it's happening and prepare as if the 2021 season is a go per sources. I was told a little more than that on Saturday. Players are showing up on Tuesday in this town home of the Rough Riders, and they're, they're going to start. They're going to start. Whether they finish is another story. They're, this thing is fraught with pitfalls and risks, but they're going to give it a go, and that's all that I want. That's what I expect is going to come out of this, unless they're Darren having a very tough time convincing two teams to vote. Yes, I thought, they'd have, <laughs> they thought we'd have you. And at right. breakfast this morning, we're learning that uh, – you had a different conversation on Sunday, and it's not quite as easy to get you to vote yes. That could absolutely be happening, right? Here's what happens. You don't go to a vote unless you have the votes, right? We heard that from Naylor. And that happens all the time. It happens especially in politics, right? You don't put a bill forward unless you've campaigned 
around all the people that are going to be voting yeah. and make sure you have all the votes. Well, somebody's flipped in the last 24 hours, maybe. And now it's like, we need more time. I need more time because I got to go see him. I got to get here and I got to get that vote flipped. Right. I don't know. Leverage. Just want to read one more comment from Lee Harding from the Epic Times. Did we ever get an answer as to why the league did not play last year, given that the TV contract pretty much paid the salaries or was it the fact stadium rental coaches, etc., meant an automatic deficit? I know it's so long ago, it feels like 10 years ago, but it hasn't changed, Lee. They didn't play because it was going to cost too much money to play versus not play. I don't see how that's necessarily changed 12 months later. I don't, Mm -hmm. but we'll know more, I guess, by the end of the day. But while they figure it out, let's talk some hockey. We had Darren Dreger of TSN last hour. We're going to Long Island now. Joe Lozito, which we'll bring around to a CFL talk in a moment. It's It's an honor, Joe to bring you on the Rod Peterson Show, by the way. We've had a long-time friendship and association, and your Islanders are up one nothing over the Tampa Bay Lightning, by the way. So i got to thank life's aces in your world on Long Island. Roddy, uh, the honor is all mine. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, things are going pretty good right now. It's, I'm happy to be here the day after a win. You're happy to be alive, too, by the way. In 60 seconds or less, do you want to tell our viewers your story? This will make everybody perk up and listen. Can you do that in 60 seconds or less, do you think, before we talk hockey? I'll do my best. Uh, Back in uh, 2011, in February, I was uh, taking the subway to work, and uh, there was a spree killer on the loose, and he had killed four people already. He decided he wanted to kill me, make me victim number five, and uh, I had two options, uh, fight or flight. I chose to fight, and I'm very fortunate to be here. I was stabbed seven times, and... uh, but uh, I fought my way, and uh, he was apprehended, and uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm just happy to wake up every day. It's another day that uh, I view as a gift. And we're so pleased to have you, Joe. But I would tell anybody, just Google Joseph Lazito because you left out, uh, for time purposes, a big part of the story, <laughs> which, which yeah, will let absolutely. people uh, will let them Google it and all the New York papers on that. So you've been on this Islanders bandwagon even when they were bad. But now they're one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, Joe. How, does, does it bother you that people didn't perk up to that till now? No, you know, to be honest, fortunate one, fortunately, one of the good things about being an old man is that uh, I've seen it all. You know, I was alive for the four cups and uh, I was uh, alive for the dark time, the Millbury time. So, uh, no, I don't I don't mind that people don't notice. This is a team that doesn't get respect. And uh, and that's fine with me. Uh, they're starting to perk up now, though. A lot of the celebrities are coming out of the woodwork and uh, a lot of people on Twitter are coming out of the woodwork. But that's OK. I mean, uh, I don't mind that my team is the underdog. Um, I, I hope the teams they're playing take them lightly, but uh, but it doesn't bother me. You know, they just keep going. And to be honest with you, this fan base deserves it because we've been through a lot. Listen, you were writing me from the game, the clinching game against Boston, <laughs> right? And I'm like, Joe, yeah. put your phone down and enjoy, right? Like this is the, the last year in the old place. What was yeah. it? What is it like in there right now? Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. It's unbelievable. And like I said, I'm old enough to have been to uh, plenty of games there. I've been to plenty of games on a Thursday night back in the day against the Minnesota North Stars or Winnipeg where there's 7,000 people there. Um, 
Now it's just, it's electric. I mean, it is just bedlam. And, uh, you know, because the arena is small, you're right, everybody's right on top. You're right on top of the action. So it has to feel like Thunderdome for the visiting teams, to be honest with you. It is, it is just, you know, 13,000 nut jobs. And uh, we just love the team. And it, it's just phenomenal. It's, it's goosebumps from the beginning to the end. What was your read on the game one victory yesterday? I, I like I like I know John Cooper. My brother went to Notre Dame with him, same class, great guy. But he just seemed stunned that they could make some mistakes and they would end up in their net so fast. Like they've played some good teams in these playoffs, but the Islanders are, seem to be the most what do you call it opportunistic team that they've played yet. Well, I'd be surprised if Cooper took them lightly. I mean, they played last year in the semifinals, so he knows what this team is capable of. So uh, if he did take them lightly or or um, however you want to phrase it, then that's on him. I would think he'd be smart enough to know now that uh, this is a team that doesn't quit. They don't give up. No lead is safe with this team. And the big thing about this team is you cannot take away one line and just have, you know, shut them down. It's not like Edmonton where you, you shut down Dreisaitl and McDavid and you have a good chance of winning the game. This is a team that rolls four lines and you can shut down the number one line and they still have three lines that can put the puck in the net and forget about the defenseman, the most underrated defense core in the league. They, their top defense pairing of uh, Ryan Pulak, Adam Pellick, two names that people may not know, but they're amongst the best defensemen in the league. And, they're basically anonymous playing on Long Island. So, uh, you know, they're an underrated team. But uh, if Cooper, you know, underrated them, then that's on him. Well, what his quote was, was that he's like, this is the same team as last year. What the hell? <laughs> right? It's kind of yeah. what he was saying. Well, how they could lose at home uh, was John's thing. I, I don't think he took them lightly, but yeah. his, his skaters might have taken them lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, any more on that before I talk about your podcast and then CFL? No, I mean, as far as uh, Islander fans now, one of the things that people need to remember is we went through a lot of years with uh, shoddy leadership here. And uh, thank God, the new owners, they brought in Lou Lamarillo. They brought in Barry Trotz. We have Eric Cairns in charge of scouting. The adults are in charge now. So I think the other teams better take notice because they have grownups running the show now. So for anyone to take them lightly at this point, it's just silly. Tell me about the Coliseum Chronicles podcast that you've been hosting for some time. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it today. I've actually been doing it now about a year and a half. And uh, it's just something that's always been a passion of mine. Uh, I've always been a fan of the enforcers. And uh, I back in 2005, I had a website where I did uh, written interviews with them. And, uh, you know, now everybody has a show. So I figured, why not? I, I enjoy talking and I like to, uh, you know, talk to the guys. And I've built up many relationships over the years. So I figured, give it a try. And uh, fortunately for me, the, the players have been very receptive and, um, you know, I just have a blast doing it. And, you know, it, it, to be honest with you, Rod, you know, I've been out of, out of work. I've been furloughed for 13 months now and, uh, it's kept me sane. It's, it's been a nice distraction. I do a lot of research and it's fun research. And then when I get to chat with the boys, um, it's just a blast. And, and to be honest, it's a, it's a role that I think is the most noble role in sports. It's, it's uh, similar to the offensive lineman in football. It's the kind of role that if you do it well, your teammates get the credit. And if you do it poorly, they're looking to ship you out. And uh, these, are, these are good guys that do the role and deserve the credit. The, the enforcers, absolutely. And yeah. just to explain to our viewers your love for the CFL and how that came well, up. Well, 
Yeah, it's a great story, I think. Um, after the Patriots played the Falcons in the Super Bowl, I just went on Twitter and I said, oh, I, you know, I, I'm not done with football. I think I need a CFL team to root for. So I decided to put up a poll. Now, I had no idea just how crazy Rider Nation is. And, and Saskatchewan was one of the teams I put on there. And there's really two people that I, I owe a lot to for this is uh, Steve Safinuk, who you've had on the show from the Piffles podcast, and Derek Dennis, who's from New York. He's from the same borough. I'm originally from Queens. Well, Derek retweeted it and uh, said that I was from Queens, and he's got a big following up there. And then, uh, really, it was a lot of a lot of CFL fans. But I always want to say that Steve was sort of the epicenter of it. And uh, the first day, Saskatchewan was third out of four teams. And then, as soon as it got the fans got a hold of it, by the time it was done. Uh, it was over 2,000 votes, and the Riders had more votes than the other three teams combined. And I started watching the games, and they're so much fun to watch. And hopefully the vote goes well today, and mm. uh, I could watch some more CFL uh, later in the year. That's funny. Tacona Powley watching in Winnipeg says, Say it ain't so, Joe. Bombers, baby. <laughs> hey, whatever. Well, you know uh, – I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rod. You know who gives me a lot of uh, crap all the time is Aaron Asham, uh, former Red Deer Rebel. He's a Winnipeg Bombers fan, so we go back and forth all the time when the games are on. Not a guy you want to tick off, although you're pretty tough yourself. (laughs) Not as tough as him. (laughs) Thanks for the visit, my man. Uh, Good luck. We'll get your Islanders against my Knights in the Stanley Cup final. We'll see where it goes from there, my man. But thanks for the friendship. Thanks for everything, and uh, keep it rolling. Thanks, Roddy, and thanks, Moose and Clark and everybody there. You guys really make my days. You betcha, buddy. Thank you. Joe Lozito and uh, the biggest. Now he's going to go, oh, I should have mentioned Frenzy. Next time, Joe. Yeah, it's course. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. So, and his wife's watching. That's my baby. Let's go, Islanders. Check out Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. As Joe says, she's a classy dame. (laughs) He said it, not me. Don't cancel me. How about that? Terry Jones now. He's on top of it from the Edmonton Sun. He's tweeted, and thank you, Clark, for putting this up. Word now is that the CFL announcement will be sooner than later. (sighs) (laughs) He didn't want to... Go into today with a plan. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? What do you say? You make plans, God laughs, right? People plan, God laughs. Yeah. (laughs) God is in charge of the vote of the Canadian Football League. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Maybe he is. Uh, We just want to know. He's in charge of everything else. I know. He's not in charge of this. He's also given us free will. He's given these teams... Will to vote. From Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, he says, a watched pot never boils. So what are you saying, Nelson, to turn our attention away from the pot? Ray in the six is uh, watching. Prairie Mobile text line, he writes in, 306-840-8777. Two things. Hi, Rod. The Jays were rolling yesterday. Looking forward to when George Springer returns. It'll be a potent lineup. Just have to strengthen the pitching side. And then goes on to say, the CFL never ceases to amaze me. They go out of their way to frustrate fans. Where is the leadership in this league? I'm just reading it. I'm 
not commenting on it. From DG in Saskatoon. He says, morning, guys. I really enjoyed game one of the Battle of Wilcox. Trots and Eberly versus Cooper and Bolt's third string goalie, Christopher Gibson. Don't forget about the Tampa connection with LeCavalier and Richards. Both of them played at Notre Dame, don't you know? Today's word of the day is Holden in light of game one of the Vegas Golden Knights Montreal series. Golden Knights feature D-man Nick Holden of St. Albert, Alberta. Well, that, of course, that's why we call them Canada's team. Hello? There are more Canadians playing for Vegas than Montreal. Well, of course. People should know I'm not just pulling it out of thin air. Thank you, Armando Moreno in Mexico. He says, per David William Naylor. Here we go. The breaking news. The CFL Board of Governors votes unanimously to begin a shortened 14-game season on August 5th. They've unanimously voted. So there's the news. We went from supper time to now. There it is. It's a go. We'll break that down. Thank you, Rick Regan. We'll break that down and more. And, of course, National Football League talk when we come back with Jim Lang. This has been the second half kickoff for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the Stanley Cup playoffs in the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. You're watching on Game Plus TV. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. We are live on Game Plus Television, coast to coast, across all 10 provinces, and live in 31 states in America. By the way, happy Flag Day to our American friends. We do have breaking news from the Canadian Football League. I've just received all the notifications. The CFL Board of Governors has unanimously voted to kick off August the 5th. But we were forewarned this was going to be coming down by TSN's Dave Naylor last week, so I think we were all prepared for it. And from the information that I've received since then to now, it's more of a, we're going ahead. Players are going to start showing up. We're opening training camp. We're going to kick off August 5th. Whether they finish or not is another story. And that's no through no fault of their own, through health and safety protocols, which remain in place, the testing and so forth, they may not finish. Other teams have been delayed. NFL, NHL. Could very well happen with the CFL, too. It could, but at least they're moving ahead with it. So for that sake, I'm proud of them. They're doing what's best for the league. They're doing what's best for the game. They're doing what's best for their players and staff. They're moving ahead. That's all that I've been trying to get them to do for over a year. And I'd have been stunned if any teams continued to not want to play for two straight years. So bravo to the CFL Board of Governors. There are still many, however that are of the mindset, I'll believe it when I see it, when they're on the field and they do actually kick off. I'm still kind of in that camp. But for today, the CFL Board of Governors did the right thing. They voted the right way. So bravo to them. Let's uh, bring in our NFL insider, Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang. And before we do get to the four-down league, hey, Jimbo, don't know how much you've been, well, you're a sports guy, so you've been following this CFL stuff. So what do you think of this news today? 
Oh, hi, Rod. Hi, guys. It, it, the big thing is there was an announcement about a, two hours ago from Lisa McLeod, who's the Minister of Sport for the province under Doug Ford, and she laid out what she called a groundwork and a blueprint to bring sports back to Ontario, and that's uh, AAA hockey, high school sports, university sports, pro sports. Because up until now, all the pro sports teams have been vagabonds in the Ontario area. They've been basically kicked out, save for the Leafs and the Sens. So now there's a possibility the Blue Jays could play some home games at Rogers Centre before the end of the year. Maybe without fans, but at least they're home. Maybe there's members of the Blue Jays organization who's never seen Toronto. <laughs> they've, they've been in Buffalo or Tampa the whole time. And now if you're the CFL, you can play games in Ottawa, play games in Hamilton, playing games in Toronto. Now, as far as how many fans are allowed in each of the respective stadiums, that'll be, as you just mentioned, Rod, up to health protocols. But in Ontario, I just had my second vaccine Friday, and originally it was supposed to be late July. So we have so many vaccines now in the province. There are more and more people in the province, A, getting their vaccine, and that's 12 and up, not just 18 and up, and a lot of people getting their second vaccine. So if you look ahead to August at the rate we're at, there'll be a huge amount of the population of the province We'll have at least one vaccine and even more with two vaccines. So it, the, the safety protocols are almost too good to be true right now, as opposed to a month ago, to be honest with you. I, I wouldn't have thought it was possible. But right now, with the rate that we're all getting vaccinated in the province and all the pop-up clinics and drive through clinics, I, I don't see why they don't do it or can't do it. Because all these other pro sports and all these other sports leagues are like, I, the OHL wants to come back. You know that. High school sports was wiped out. They want to come back. They all want to get back to playing sports. Uh, before we delve into the NFL, my guy Jack Bailey's watching in Ottawa. I was on his podcast yesterday. Love this kid. And he says, MLB just announced that Vladdy Jr. is leading the MLB in all-star votes. And that's saying something. That's saying a lot, Jim. Do you remember a year where a Blue Jay led in all-star votes ever? <sighs> Maybe Robbie Alomar at his peak for, for his position. Now, not overall, but in his position at second base in the American League is the last time I remember, Rod. Um, but this is, this is the frustration for Jays fans. They, they didn't just beat the Red Sox. They set a record, the most home runs hit by an opposing team at Fenway ever yesterday. And they can't play in Toronto. <laughs> so th it's been tough for the Blue Jays organization who are doing everything possible so this announcement by Lisa McLeod and the Ontario government, it, you're seeing the groundwork for the CFL, for Major League Baseball and the Blue Jays, for junior hockey, for high school sports to get back to actually playing in the province. And, and I think that's probably helped spur along the Canadian Football League. But as far as Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he's better than I ever thought. And, and at one time, I wasn't really convinced what Shapiro and Atkins were building and what they were doing and their direction. But I'll be the first to admit, like I, the proof is there. And their best player is George Springer, and he's been hurt all year. They scored 18 runs in Fenway without their best player. Now, if I'm the rest of the American League and the way Vladdy's hitting and they're about to add George Springer to the lineup, I'd be a little concerned. And it's an exciting team, a young team. And really, the way Shapiro and Atkins have constructed the team, if you look at some of the players like BGO and Bichette and Vladdy, they're set up for six, seven years. And unless they decide to go somewhere else for huge money, as long as they can keep them going, you've got a nucleus of players, young players, exciting players. The fan base here is so desperate to see them in the GTA. They're so excited for this team in Vladdy. Once fans come back, even if it's, say, 5,000 at Rogers Center, it'll probably sound like 50,000 because people want to see them so badly. 
I really only have two big NFL things to get with you. Uh, Julio Jones obviously won, but before that, the Packers president, Mark Murphy, comes out over the weekend and says Aaron Rodgers is a complicated fella. This after Mark Murphy said neither side should be talking right now because this is such a highly delicate situation. And then he says that. And I think if Aaron Rodgers never wears green and gold again, Mark Murphy can look in the mirror and thank himself. What do you think about this saga? It's it's been a while in the making. Not just people. Th- it's not to the offseason. I think it goes back a couple of years. And so then they draft Jordan Love. So they have Jordan Love and Blake Bortles as their QB two, QB three this year. And and Aaron Rodgers, I, I think, looks around the league and sees other veteran quarterbacks of his status, like a Tom Brady, who are involved in the bigger picture. Coaching and management would approach Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, say, hey, we are looking at signing Darren DuPont, that hard-hitting free safety from Moose Jaw. What do you think? Or, you know what I mean? But Aaron feels like he's not involved in anything. People are drafted and signed, and he doesn't know anything about it. And now that's the team's prerogative. They don't have to tell him he's a player, go play. But the upper echelon of the National Football League, the real veteran quarterbacks, the real leaders that you look around the league are involved in those decisions. Even if they're not asked, should I do it? They're told about it. Hey, we are going to do this. And I, I think it's gotten so far the chasm between management and ownership and the coaching staff and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not blaming anyone. It's just, I don't know how they can repair it. And I look at Denver and I look at Houston, but especially Denver, what would, are you going into the season in the Broncos against the Chiefs in your division with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? What would you give if you're the Broncos organization to get Aaron Rodgers? I mean, that's the kind of quarterback that can make a difference in the AFC West. And what could be the return for the Green Bay Packers? You know, because it's, it's the NFC North won't be an easy division at all. And there's a lot of talent there. And the fact that there's been lots of changes, on, especially with the Bears and the Lions... I don't know, but I tell you one thing. This is a this is a bad situation. And even if he shows up at the camp, does he show up to camp? What's his attitude? Does he even bother showing up for the first couple of weeks of camps? Because for the Packers, they will report to camp July 29th. And there's still a lot to be decided between then and now, or now and then, for the Packers and for Aaron Rodgers. I, it's, it, it looks like an untenable situation. And I, I just don't see him repairing itself because Aaron just seems really dissatisfied with everything going on above him in the Packers organization. And this, this doesn't help. we got about five minutes left. I'll try to get to the viewer questions as many as I can, but okay. Julio Jones blurts it out on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp that he wants out of Atlanta. He gets it. He's now a Tennessee <laughs> Titan. What was your take on that whole saga and, and his fit now in Tennessee? It's a great fit. I mean, a receiver going to a team with the best running back in the league so if you're a receiver of Julio Jones caliber, you're facing defensive backs who can't just think pass only. You can't, you can't think like that. Derrick Henry will run for 200 if you're always dropping back in deep coverage to deal with Julio Jones. So that's a nightmare for a lot of teams that have to face the Titans. You, you, you have to find a way to stop Derrick Henry because he's, he's still that good. He's a 1,800 to 2,000-yard-a-year running back. When those kind of running backs just don't exist anymore in the NFL, but then you have to cover Julio Jones and the rest of the receivers. So this is a great fit for the Titans. And as far as how he left Atlanta, this is the new norm in sports. 
players, they don't mind going on with Rod Peterson or, you know, Shannon Sharp or whomever and making, so I'm not happy. I'm leaving. And <laughs> like, gone are the days we did that stuff in private. They'll just, this is just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan in New York says, question for Jim. Deshaun Watson, trade talks have seemed to fallen off the map with the Aaron Rodgers news. Does Watson get traded before camp now that June 1st has passed? It's a great question. So think about this if you're trading for Deshaun Watson. You're also, the Deshaun Watson allegations have not been resolved. You can't discount that. You can't ignore that if your team potentially trading for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> You know, he may be in court half first half of the season dealing with all these allegations and accusations and his legal battles. And so what what would you rather have? Who would you what's the bigger upside right now? Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson? And it's nothing against Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, but you can't a team can't ignore the off the field allegations and cloud hanging over Deshaun Watson when you go to try to make an acquisition, giving up players and draft picks on a, a player that may be suspended, maybe legal trouble i don't know that's that's a real question mark around deshaun watson for sure what else has uh got your interest in the national football league here with mini camps at hand uh just it's a little bit different this year just so you know for people don't realize it's a 17 week regular season that wraps up january 9th which is a week later than what we're used to in the nfl so february 13th super bowl and then uh, other than the fear like because of the NFL, you backdate from your first game when you're allowed to show up to camp. So that means the Steelers and Cowboys are allowed to show up on the 21st, a week from today. And then a few days later, the Buccaneers show up. And then on the 29th, all the other teams are going to report to camp at the same time. And they've never done that in the NFL before. So that's something really new. August 17th will be the first round of cuts. And then Sunday, September 12th is week one. And um, I mean, for a lot of people in the States, I have family and friends there. It's like to them, COVID's over. It doesn't exist anymore. So there, there are going to be a lot of stadiums in the NFL with their close to or at capacity crowds, which is still, I mean, for me here in Ontario, I'm look, I'm watching the Islanders and watching Vegas going, how can we can't have fans? They still look like they're having a lot of fun. I miss going to sporting events. Uh, yeah, well... You must have tapped my phone uh, all weekend. Conversations I was having with people <laughs> in sports. Um, did you call Argo games when Arlen Bruce played for the Boatman? I did. I, I, I actually, not calling them. I was reporting on them. And I, he's, I, I love the guy. Absolutely love the guy. Wow. Lo he's a great person and a great player. I ask because he's watching and he's written in and he says, so our NFL team is going to be like the NBA and build a super team to compete for a championship? Is it possible? Could be. We lost them. Absolutely, as well. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you, but look at, but look at Tampa. You that exactly. has shades of a super team. So, so it, it does happen. It does like you. The Buccaneers. I look at what they did, and that you know that has the. It's not maybe what we saw the Dallas Cowboys in their heyday, which was a real super team, but. That is, say, maybe super team light, and there's no reason why that can't happen. Uh, well, I'm just thinking, what did they get AB for? Three mil last year, and he just re-signed? Like, I get, you're probably going to see more and more players just disg disgruntled and say, I want out, right? We're already seeing it. Oh, no, no. The, the, the NBA, you name it. I mean, this is, 
this is the players have the power now. They don't need to speak to reporters. They can go on a show. They can go on social media. They can create their own Instagram account, make their announcements. They'll go to their agent and go, I'm simply not doing this. I'm not playing for that. And because think about back in the day when a player made 80, 100, 150,000, well, they can't really afford to do that. But coming off a contract that made 15, 20, 30 million, yeah, they can afford to do that. And they don't have to do something. They'll do what they want to do, what's best for them. They will create the story, create the narrative, and not have someone else do it for them. Wonderful visit, Jim, as always. Thanks for this. And uh, we'll chat sooner than later. NFL season's coming. CFL even sooner than that. So it's all, all good around here. Go Islanders. Barry Trotz is the man. There you go. There you go. Jim Lang joining us from Toronto. And speaking of that, there's a lot of topics on the table, Darren. As you know, this is the golden corral of sports talk. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> a lot. Uh, somebody help me. Hockey coach watching in Alberta right now. I'm not going to name him, but he's watching live on Game Plus TV, and he says, Trotz has probably two of the best assistant coaches in the league. Lane and Jim are known as players' coaches when they were head coaches. You think there's perhaps the perfect liaisons to the players? Lane Lambert, obviously. And who's the other one? Jim Playfair? Who's the other assistant coach with the Islanders? Lane, I know. Somebody tell me. Sports update, and we'll, hey, viewer take over the rest of the way. You want to talk about the CFL voting unanimously to come back, Vegas, Montreal tonight, whatever you want. It is daytime sports talk here in Canada and U.S. as well on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Something to take care of just before the sports update here. The University of Regina Rams are hosting their annual 50-50 online, and it's open to all of Saskatchewan ages 19 and over. To enter the draw, all you have to do is go to RegineRams5050.com. The draw date is June 18th. The jackpot now close to $20,000. The U of R Rams are a self-funded football program, and they don't have rider games at the moment to sell their 50-50, which accounts for, uh, well, it's their number one fundraiser. So can you please help them out ahead of the, the I was going to say the draft, ahead of the, uh, what do you call it, draw? The draw. Later this week, RegineRams5050.com. Please help out the program. So sports update today. Here it is. The CFL is going ahead with its 2021 season. The league's Board of Governors voted unanimously this morning in favor of an amended collective bargaining agreement and starting the 21 campaign August 5th. CFL, of course, did not play in 2020 due to COVID. The league unveiled plans in November for a full 18-game season that was was to have started in June, later pushed it back to August, reduced the number of games to 14, and the Grey Cup was also pushed back from November 21st to December 12th in Hamilton. So that's the big breaking news today. We'll spend the rest of the show breaking it down. Thanks to all of you people who wrote in and said that assistant coach of the Islanders, whose name I couldn't find, is Jim Heller, the Pittsburgh Penguins great. And I had several of his cards. Lane Lambert, I knew. Not Jim Hiller. 
Playing in a packed building is unfamiliar territory for the Canadiens this year, but that's exactly what Montreal is up against tonight in Game 1 of their Stanley Cup semifinal against the Vegas Golden Knights. Roughly 18,000 fans will be filling T-Mobile Arena tonight, the fortress for the start of the best of seven. The Blue Jays' offense is in high gear, and they'll look to keep it going at Fenway tonight. The Jays hit eight home runs in an 18-4 dismantling of the Boston Red Sox Sunday. A shabakaling, as Henry Burris would call it. Mm -hmm. They hit five homers in a 7-2 win the day before. Alec Manoa getting the ball tonight for Toronto. Uh, There are two game fours in the NBA tonight. The 76ers have won two in a row. They'll look to take a 3-1 series lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Meanwhile, the Clippers are trying to even their series with the Utah Jazz at two games each after dropping the first two on the road. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including my, well, almond mocha is not my favorite. That's the new one. Okay. My favorite is the um, coconut almond. RP Show viewers get 20% off of the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. And if I may, there's a lot of real freshly groomed men on the streets using Manscaped 4.0, the Lawnmower 4.0. How about that? How about that? Oh, yeah. They're very happy with RP Show viewers for uh, taking care of business. Yeah, they really are. With their product. uh, What's the promo code? RP20. Right to get twenty percent off the order at, at Manscaped RP twenty is the promo code. But we're getting Snapchats and f- photos and stuff sent in of the package arriving, you know. And that's that's it. I don't need to see your photos of uh, any manscaping stuff. <laughs> yeah, no photos. Just the fact that you ordered is all I need. Keep okay, yourself. so stop sending photos. Very nice words from Arlen Bruce the third. Writes in and says, Rod, you can talk about whatever you want. People will listen. I don't know about that, but it sure is nice of you to say, Arland. Sean Walters on Facebook watching says, Lions football is back. Good luck tonight, Rod. Habs in six, hopefully. Why are you you wishing me good luck for the Golden Knights if you pick Montreal to win in six? You don't really mean good luck then. No, you do not. I'm sorry. No, you don't. I'm sorry. I appreciate the sportsmanship. (laughs) But you don't really mean it. You don't really really mean it. Um, we're going to face off next segment on will the CFL get to August 5th and kick off? I don't know. This, there seems to be a lot of conjecture over today's announcement. This is a good news day. More than, Even going into today, there was a lot of conjecture that, they, that it would not be unanimous. It's a pretty big deal that all nine teams voted to kick off on August the 5th. Oh, yeah. It's a huge deal. They're all on the same page here. Hopefully. You know, maybe some are re- reluctant to vote, but they're, it's unanimous. It's the best case scenario right now for the CFL. I feel like facing off now, but we don't have time. Let me read my NFL report, okay? And then we'll break, and then we'll come back for okay. overtime and, and the face-off. All right. Odell Beckham Jr.'s knee looks fine for football. His softball swing needs a work. Uh, however, the Bruins, uh, Browns wide receiver who suffered a season-ending knee injury last season took part Saturday in teammate Jarvis Landry's charity softball event, which drew 7,000 fans and included Cleveland Stars' Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield, as well as Kansas City All-Pro tight end Travis Kelsey. 
OBJ struggled in the home run hitting contest, popping up several pitches and completely whiffed on a few. Ooh. This is softball, man. And OBJ can't hit one. But Jarvis Landry reported that his teammate, his speedy teammate, looked fully recovered when they worked out together this past week in Austin, Texas. Didn't they say OBJ had... Ah, never mind. I won't say that. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins and linebacker Jerome Baker have agreed on a three-year, $39 million extension. According to his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, the deal includes $28.4 million guaranteed money. Baker has played played in all 48 games in three seasons with the Miami Dolphins, starting 37 of them. We will take our final time out of the show and come back with overtime and viewer takeover. Invite your participation, and we're going to face off on this CFL news today as well. You're watching on Game Plus Television and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back for overtime, everybody. I feel like some friendships are going to be temporarily destroyed in this Montreal Vegas series. (laughs) Brady, John the Habs fan. I don't want to engage. What do we say about Habs fans? They're annoying. <laughs> Saying that for a while. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. It's just I'm, I'm going to bite my lip. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, the CFL news today is that the uh, Board of Governors, as you've unanimously voted to Kick off this season on August 5th. I almost feel like the wording of it should be, they've unanimously voted to attempt to kick off on August the 5th. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that facetiously. There's a lot of risk here. They've made the decision to pay the money to play. And I'm very excited for them and proud of them. It's just there's a lot of moving parts. You know, the capacity, the crowd capacities haven't been dictated yet right you know and with the testing there's like i've been subject you were in the bubble too with certain things that would allow us into the venue i've had the uh the temperature shot the questionnaire i don't know if they're going to do the nfl q-tip down the nose thing but the testing's still part of it i wrote on the weekend in my column about the i didn't specifically say what the health and safety protocols are but they're kind of ridiculous to me. Similar to NHL coaches still having to wear a mask when the fans don't. What the hell is that all about? You know. Like a lot of it doesn't make sense of what they're being forced to do. And you've got a lot of young men, a lot that aren't vaccinated, that are coming to the training camps here. There's a lot of risk. But for today, it's bravo to the CFL Board of Governors. This was just, this was the hurdle. The players last week agreeing to play, that was not a hurdle. Like, you understand what I was saying with that, right? Oh, yeah. They were going to play no matter what. This today's a hurdle. Still a lot of hurdles. That's all. Our poll, not our poll, our, uh, what did you call it? Face-off. face-off. Our face-off today for the ultimate fan zone. And this is always so darn much fun. And the mad Greek and Moose Jaw, are we going to? 
We're going to face off on who's going to win the Grey Cup in 2021. We let it out of the bag earlier. I said the Hamilton Tiger Cats because I was on Jack Bailey's podcast in Ottawa yesterday, and I predicted it. He held my feet to the fire. And I said the Hamilton Tiger Cats will win their first Grey Cup since 1999. How about that? You don't agree. I don't. I think the Toronto Argonauts are winning the Grey Cup. Whoa! How about that? I I really do. And I had to bring it up because there's just so many guys that they've added, but really Nick Arbuckle and McLeod Bethel Thompson, the two quarterbacks. And if you want to, you know, throw Pipkin into there too, as the third string quarterback, they'll only go as far as those guys take them, but they are capable. But look at the receiving group. I mean, Dejan Brissett. Yeah. Jawan Breskison, Martavis Bryant, Tavares Daniels. I know you can't give everybody the, the football, but Terrell Singfield, Eric Rogers, Kendall Wright. It goes on. Um, Running back is where I wonder if they can run the ball, but their offensive line's good. Their defense is good. I don't know if, if Odell Willis is the same player he was, but Charleston Hughes anchoring that defensive line too. The Argos are for real, man. They're for real. He's saying the Argos are going to win the Grey Cup, the Coupe de Grey. I say it'll be the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We'll know in uh, six months' time. How about that? The face-offs brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone. Now just to click away, ultimatefanzone.ca. Enter our Father's Day giveaway with the Ultimate Fan Zone. Can I say it's your number one source for Vegas Golden Knights merchandise, too? And for the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw, the patio is now open for licensed dining at the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw. Visit them today. I understand you were there yesterday, Moose. Oh, yeah. I heard. Was it amazing? Oh, so good. And so good. So good. And I've even got a few leftover ribs for lunch today. They're in the fridge. Come on. So uh, With the yellowy sauce? Oh, yeah. The Greek sauce? Oh, yeah. <gasps> that is like golden sauce. It is unbelievable. So I had to, had to order some, uh, some takeout and uh, saw the patio looks great. So it was, it was, uh, it was a must every time in Musha. It's all deadly, said Fredly from Sedley. How about that? Speaking of Greeks, Sammy G is watching down in Orlando. He says, not enough balls to go around. Listen, Sammy, you're a, you're a football guy. You know the answer to that. That's a great problem to have. Imagine not having enough talent. That's when your shorts get tight. Right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> this, I never heard that one bad, before. I just made it up. I just made it up. That's pretty good. Um, it's too late for me to send this mic. You know what? I'm going to send this photo to the boys in the back. Todd Pinkney, who I golfed with yesterday, is sending me, uh, or he said, Deer Valley got some good Vegas gear. I bought a head cover yesterday for Canada's team. Let's show the world, guys. What do you say? I'm in. You're going to have that in a second on Ryan's Facebook account. So, by the way, my buddy Troy in Toronto. Writes, where the heck did it go? Oh, the comments are going like crazy. You think it, you would think it was viewer takeover time, Moose. I know. He says, if the Habs win tonight, this is Troy in Toronto. You won't be able to bite your tongue, Rod. I'm sure you'll unleash some venom on the Habs fans because you won't be able to take the trash talk because it'll come in a big way. Troy, you just got to know me. You just found me. I... <laughs> I can withstand anything. Anything I can withstand, including trash talking from Montreal Canadiens fans. Are you kidding me? And I can also give as good as I get. For any of you 
older people that remember my favorite WWF wrestler, Mr. Wonderful Paul Warren, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. He used to do this, Darren, wipe his sweat up and flick it on people. That's what I got for the Montreal Canadiens fans. <laughs> don't worry about it. That's good. And by the way, we don't, we don't talk about losing the game. Where were we? <laughs> They're already trolling me. Brooke in BC. Here comes Brady. What did I tell you? They're annoying. I know. Oh, you, you got the photo, Clark? Thank you. Here it is. How about that? Woo. Is that a thing of beauty or that? what? That's nice. By the way, if you look to the bottom left of that. I see the hockey stick putter. <laughs> that is a... Tampa Bay Lightning team autograph putter. You must have seen that in my bag. I don't know if I did. You don't use it. Why don't you use it? What, I supposed to be Happy Gilmore and use it out on the green? No, I just have it there. (laughs) That baby's signed by Val Filpola, Stammer, uh, Vasilevsky, I believe. All the greats. I just can't quite bring myself to use it out on the green. But it looks great. It It looks looks great. The thing is like 90 pounds, too. Oh, here it is. John, uh, John in Winnipeg. John Ohm. Ohm. Nice hockey stick putter, Rod. That was a gift from the Ollie family. Can't buy those in stores. Tacona Powley in Winnipeg. Rod, of course you can withstand anything. You were the voice of the Rough Riders for 20 years. Whoa. You were ready for that one, eh, Clark? <laughs> that, was, that was right that, on that, that actually... That, that isn't actually what I was thinking. But you know what I was thinking. Because there was a period in my life that I was being tested. And, well, it's been actually several periods. And, but in this one particular instance, I said, you don't think I can put up with this? I worked for blank, for blank years. I can put up with anything. And that is the truth. Oh, yeah. That is the absolute truth. So, anything else? We're good? 15 seconds? Block Brady now for the rest of the week. I can't handle this kid. (laughs) See you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on Game Plus. Yeah. Truth's in the coffee. It's truth serum. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.